It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome to episode four of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Josh Cohen alongside the man himself, a legend. Living legend at that. With a pocket square today to prove to the world exactly what I say. You can buy clothes, but you can't buy style or taste. Yes, Both of sir. which you exhibit this afternoon. It's been a couple weeks, Steve. Ooh. Been around the world, I guess. Well, we had to skip a beat there. We had a little bit of a hurricane situation. We missed a week on that. You're traveling. You're in Los Angeles. In fact, you just got off a flight from, well, Charleston, South Carolina. One of my favorite towns. You just got off the flight, what, uh, an hour ago? Just an hour ago, landed. Got up early this morning, as I do every day. Uh, hit my flight, Delta Airlines. Thank you. Did a great job. Got you here on time. And I'm here on time, flying into my beautiful, beautiful West Palm Beach Airport. Which so it's always good basically coming. my airport it, it, that you own it at this point. <laughs> it's always good. I don't care how much fun you had, where you were around the country, around the world. When you approach to land back at Palm Beach International, you can't be mad at it because this is paradise. This is paradise. Yeah. Although, although Charleston is a fun little town too. Um, and growing like crazy. I've yes. I'm there at, at least once a month now, and the change reminds me very much of Nashville a couple years ago. When it got hot. Nashville got oh, hot, yeah. and then every month it was cranking and buildings were going that. up. So a lot of uh, people moving into that town. I'm doing some work with the Visitors Bureau there. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's a cool town. It's fun. Busy guy, and you'd know you'd see the world. Our guest today on the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast, has seen the world a few times over. A four-time NBA champion with three different teams, with the bad boys of the Pistons of Detroit, the Chicago Bulls, and the Los Angeles Lakers. He was a Miami Heat for a while as an 11-year NBA veteran. Also, obviously, a television personality, best damn sports show, period. And uh, you remember from the movies, including Bad Boys. Not the cop show, but the film with Martin Lawrence and, of course, Will Smith, your good friend, John Sally, will be joining us today. I could on the not podcast. be more excited. I mean, I am very fortunate to call him a friend. Uh, known him 20-plus years. And just good people. He's just a great guy. He, you know, So forget about all of the accolades and the things that he's done in his life. Mm-hmm. He is an awesome guy. We're fortunate we do some business together. Yep. I'll have dinner with him next week in, um, in L.A. But, you know, when I talk about my book and my rules – his lifestyle really does align so well, so he should be an awesome guest. Plus, he's just funny. As hell. Hey, he's just a good cat. Five rule, or rule five rather, drink something green. It applies to John Sally because this young man has gone vegan. Totally. I'm to the point where the last time I was in L.A., he's telling me he just ordered vegan seats for his BMW. So I'm like, wow. Wow. That's dude. next level. So he lives it. He breathes it. He preaches it. And you know what? He looks awesome for a guy that had that kind of tenure in the NBA mm-hmm. oh, yeah. to come around and still look the way he looks. Pretty awesome. Rule 19 applies to your guest today, John Saley. Practice makes perfect. Well, he would know 11 years in the NBA. Practice, as you write about in the 27 rules, it just makes sense. Yeah, you know, so here's a professional athlete that obviously spent time practicing in high school, uh, in college at Georgia Tech with right. Bobby Kremen. You know, certainly each of the teams that he played for you know, in the NBA, 
but it's also a lifestyle choice. Of course it you is. Know, he didn't stop playing and then you know stop practicing. He still practices what he preaches, and that's that's what I the rule, the basic backbone of that rule is. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, you still got to practice, man. You know, you don't just show up and throw up. You gotta you gotta practice. And, that's right. And he does, and we and I, we talk about all kinds of strategic things and. You know, so he does have a business mind. He is every bit the entrepreneur. And John Selly is such a fascinating, well-rounded, versatile individual as a friend and our guest today on episode four. That actually a third rule goes into play today on the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast. And that'll be rule number eight, which we talk about all the time. You got to learn to earn. There's no way that this man would have been able to transition to television as a sports analyst to then reality television as an entrepreneur unless you practice that every day. And I know how important that is to you. And I lived it even before the book, the idea that you got to learn to be able to earn. You, you know, it's so incredible. You know, the four episodes that we've done, which, by the way, as I travel, I'm getting huge response. People have really reacted well to great. it. You know, our last guest was Warren Struhl, and he got Amazing. a huge response. You know, he had fun doing it. So there is value in all this. But you will see a theme of everybody who is going to be on the show, either has been or will be. Um, they all learn. They all have that seed that says, I want to learn something to make me better. And so uh, certainly, you know, the businesses that he gets involved in, he's so educated. Um, as a matter of fact, a, a little story. Please. I called him up uh, six months ago. And you've known John for years. Yeah. You said 20 years now, yeah, right? Yeah, it's so great. I mean, he'll, he'll probably tell you this story. But when we were, when he worked for the Heat, mm-hmm. I was in the cell phone business. We were fortunate that we delivered and handled all of the cell phone uh, services for the Miami Heat. Delivering Pat Riley's phone was probably the highlight for me. <laughs> really? That career. He was so <laughs> cool. Um, but when, when John came to town, I got him all set up. And then he said to me, he goes, hey, I'm having a barbecue for the team at my house. Do you want to come? And I was like, really? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I want to come. So he lived in Weston, where I lived, invited me over, come to the house, knock on the door, door opens, I go inside, uh, where's everybody? They're all out on the back patio, mm-hmm. and I, I see everybody crowded around, and who is at the barbecue actually cooking food was John. In himself. A, in a dashiki, you know, just doing it himself. <laughs> there you go. And he had just come back from a, a mission trip to Africa. Really? And he was just so cool. I mean, that, at that point, I realized, you know, he didn't have servants. He didn't have butlers and all these people. He was actually doing the barbecuing himself. Welcomed me, gave me a big hug. And from That's that great. minute on, you know, we've been great. So, um, you know, again, when I talk about, you know, as long as I know him and the business opportunities, mm-hmm. I called him about six months ago and I said, or maybe even longer, I said, I'm getting involved in, in an opportunity that has to do with stem cells and stem really? cell research and things like that. Really? And wouldn't you know, man, he fired back at me, statistics, dude, noodle, I'm already ahead of you. Here's what, here's what I'm you know. already learning to earn. He knew about the space, which is what he does. He invests his time and his mind to actually learn about stuff. And he is now a partner in that business that that we're you know that we have. So that's great. He, he he didn't just sit there and be the celebrity. He's a guy that understands that your body can heal itself. Mm. Obviously, that's his lifestyle. So he's been fantastic. And we just I spoke to him last week, and he was talking to Billy D. Williams. Yep. And Billy D. Williams wants to have you know his stem cells harvested and reinjected. So John actually had the procedure. I'm sure he'll talk about it. His knees and shoulders, which he was going to get cut and have fixed. 
It's yeah. amazing. Now, you know, so uh, I'm still not playing three-on-three three with him. But <laughs> No, I wouldn't if I were you. Not for no. money anyway. No, As no, a four-time no. NBA champion, he'll join us momentarily in the form of John Telly. We talk about these rules. Yeah, it's based on your book, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders That Will Change Your Life and Business. These are the rules that we live, that we practice, that we preach, and today's guest will be able, as we mentioned, to cover several of these all in one. Your system is based on rules because it's a simple way for people every day in business to be the best version of themselves. That's why they bring you in from all around the world. Teach us, Steve Nudelberg, they say. Show this sales force, inspire these people how to be the best version of themselves. And the rules can apply to everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, I've gotten feedback from 11-year-olds, and I've gotten feedback from really? 80-year-olds. The 11-year-olds are reading the book now. It, it, you know, so one of my uh, one of the guys who bought the book sent me a picture of his 11-year-old. He said, I can't get him to read anything. He saw the book, picked it up, and so he sent me a picture of him reading it. It's all actionable, and that's one of the best things that I'm hearing about the book. It's something I did. It's something that my sons did and do. And if you're not happy with the results that you're getting, this is a way to look at it and say, okay, maybe I can look at some of these rules and say, if I did that, maybe I'll get better results. And it's sort of self-fulfilling. One rule leads to the next, leads to the next. And so, you know, people, I live and breathe it. Right. So, you know, people go, wow, you know, I want to act like you. I want to be like you, which is certainly really flattering. And I said, listen, it's training. This this doesn't happen. You Mm -hmm. know, I have the same negative influences that everybody has, if not more. Being in sales is the, you know, the worst, but you can't let that lead your life. There there are challenges with negativity. Yeah, I mean, and and positivity is a choice. Listen, if you watch the news or even social media now has become a real dumping ground for, you know, some of this, you know, uh, negativism. Primarily so. Unbelievable. Happiness is a choice. So is positivity. So success. I mean, I see the comments that they make on your social media. Sure. And it's like, dude, make the the guy's just giving his (laughs) opinion. Leave him alone. And we're welcoming that engagement. And we're welcoming now to the podcast, your friend of all these years, the four-time NBA champion, 11-year NBA veteran, television sports personality, reality host, as you said, entrepreneur, and host of barbecues, host of legendary He's barbecues, the man. where he was once upon a time, <laughs> prior to the vegan life. In a dashiki. In a dashiki, nonetheless. It's a pleasure <laughs> to welcome John Sally onto the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast. John, how are you? And tell me something good, as Steve Nudelberg would always say. Uh, who is Steve Nud- what, what is this? What is this I'm on? Is, is, uh, I'm ordering a vegetarian Roll is this the wrong number? Yeah, it's it's it sounds like you might. It sounds like you may have been misled into where we are. Oh my goodness, John! We are kidding, of course. Steve Noodleberg, Josh Cohen, John Sally. As we discuss rule number five at the very top, drink something green. Steve wrote about it in drink the book. Something the, green. The, That's the, right. The um, vegan veganism came to you how? Um, <laughs> shipping a night. She um, it, it came to me uh, when I literally decided to wake up. And uh, when you wake up, you start paying attention to things that, you know, most of the times you should be taken for granted or we took as old-fashioned. Uh, it came to me in 1991. I got my first colonic. Um, and once I was hydrated and they explained how you're supposed to, um, I guess, feed a human body with food that humans can digest and 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 take the nutrients from. Uh, 
it made all the sense in the world to me. So in 1991, I would say veganism, because I was a lying vegetarian for a long time. So in the 2006, 2007, um, when the financial world was going down, uh, I decided just to be smarter and take care of myself. Everything was going crazy. There was people getting buyouts. There were uh, all kind of things happening. So I just got smart and said, if one thing's going to happen in all this mess, I'm going to be healthy. And that's when it got to me. I, I woke up and realized if a gorilla can be 800 pounds and all the muscle and an ox can be as strong and eats grass, mm -hmm. what made me think eating an ox was going to make me as strong as an ox? It makes no sense. Uh -huh. Interesting. It's a very unhealthy diet if you eat something dead. So mm -hmm. that's when it came to me I got uh, and I got deeper and deeper into it. And to the point of working really hard at being a true vegan, from my clothes to the materials in my car to the materials I have in my house to everything I can possibly do. This is, is more than diet. This is a lifestyle. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's part of your entrepreneurialism. You've actually started to create some of those products that were hard to find or um, you know, where, where the specifications didn't live up to the way you wanted them. There's an audience. There's a market for that, isn't there, John? Yeah, it's called a human being. <laughs> for the human being to real, to to stop the mentality of um, uh, they go, we're the dominant of the world. Doesn't mean something has to die for you to live. So many mm -hmm. other ways of doing it, um, and there's no reason to destroy the planet at the same time. But uh, in in the, in what we were talking about in number five, drink something green. What we mean by that is vegetables, yes. not. Not a um, yellow mellow or uh, <laughs> bottle of Heineken. <laughs> yeah, you know, just go green Heineken, apple martini. Green, no. The bottle is green. <laughs> yeah, which is not a bad idea. I love Heineken, um, but it just drink as much green because you don't probably you're not going to eat as much green uh, as you as you need to. So if you can break it down and help your body get those nutrients um, from the green plant, it's a great thing. Four time NBA champion, NBA legend, broadcast legend vegan proponent, lifestyle advocate, and even admitted friend of Steve Noodleberg is joining us live on the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast. Uh, did John inspire you, Steve, to include rule number five about drinking something green? Is, th is, is he the cause of this belief? I, I don't know that world? he's the cause. I mean, I think John's inspired me, and we've talked about this You know, when, when we get together. He's inspired me in lots of different ways. The fact that he looks healthy. He acts healthy. He's one of the smartest, friendliest, really cool people I know, as I said in the lead-in. Um, you pay attention to clues. And so he can basically choose to live any way he wants. Living a vegan lifestyle is not always easy. I of mean, course there, not. There, there are obstacles when we travel you know, together, you know, finding that you know, stuff. So, uh, yeah, I admired it, and I found that other like-minded people mm. were drinking green. You know, so this... This idea that I could take vegetables, put them in a Nutribullet, and in four seconds, boom, whip it up and take my dose of green, I actually felt better. And right. I think, you know, to, you know, what John will tell you is that if you pay attention to your body, which is really what he taught me, your body sends you clues all the time. If you eat something that makes you feel like shit, stop eating it. Yeah. Uh, John, th this is more than just your body. This is your mind. This keeps your mind sharp. And entrepreneurially, yeah, th 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 that's a huge mm -hmm. benefit, correct? Well, it's a huge benefit. You, you, just for yourself, I'll give you an example. 
um, people start talking about um, as you get older, you start forgetting things, and they go, oh, that just happens with age. Um, and then you start paying attention. Well, you can't stop getting older, but you can stop being old. Mm. And so the, going in and, and doing what was necessary when your body is, is getting older and using to drop things off because it's headed, you know, toward a stage, you can always reboot those cells. Um, one of the things Steve uh, and I were dealing with was the American Stem Cell of Excellence there in, in, Los, in Florida. And, and one of the things they were saying is your stem cells are really good. Your fat separation when they were pulling the stem cells, and they're not going to get any younger, but the fact that they can tell from what was going on in my blood that I was doing what was necessary to keep it, um, to slow down the aging process. Wow. So when you do that, you're constantly slowing down the aging process. As you add your body with tons of fighter cells, that's what they are, killer cells. They go after cancer. They go after different kind of dis-ease within your body. And you can literally, like back in the day, everyone knew when you had a dog and the dog was kind of sick, mm-hmm. it would go out back and, and eat grass. You know, what's the dog eating grass for? It knew it needed those nutrients. Right. So back now, the dog can't eat the grass because the grass is full of herbicides, pesticides. And it, it's the worst thing in the world. But back in the day, in the 70s, not too long ago, 60s, 70s, when we weren't using so many chemicals in our everyday life, it was an easier time for, for even pets. Now you're having pets with, with human diseases, diabetes, stuff, mm. uh, <laughs> exact. Why? Yeah. And it's funny. I watched a commercial. I'm not going to say the name of the company, Blue, um, for dogs. It's that it feeds your, feeds your dog like one of the family. And so I wanted to record yeah. and say, yeah, because the rest of the family is eating dog food too. <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah, that's the other way to look at it, I guess. Yeah. That's the other way to see it. John Sally is our guest on Confessions of a Serial Salesman based upon the 27 rules for influencers and lessons that will change your life and business, written, of course, by Steve Noodleberg. Uh, rule number 19, uh, you would be the utmost authority on, and it factors into you, John Sally. Practice makes perfect. Steve, when you write chapter, uh, rule number 19, practice makes perfect, the, it, it sounds like an old axiom we've heard since grade school, right? Repetition, repetition, mastery, we get that. But what does it mean in your practical purpose? I, I think most people reach a point in their life where they think they don't need to practice anymore and they just show up mm-hmm. and expect to get great results. And certainly John can speak to the years that he was in training um, at the college level, high school level, college level, and certainly at the pro level, which is why he is a four-time champion. But he didn't stop there. He's training on all different kinds of stuff. He is way ahead of the curve in terms of learning. I'm going to allow him an opportunity to talk about his cannabis business, which is, you know, you need to learn about it. This is happening all around us. Sure. And so um, he's practicing for success, and that's why I wrote it is that, you know, especially as it pertains to salespeople, they don't practice, you know. And what you learn in practice is you, you, you learn instinct. You, you create opportunity for success. John, John, what do people not get? What do they miss about the idea practice makes perfect? Well, they think practice is you, you, you sit down. Okay, so I'll give you an example. You have doctors who are practicing medicine. You have people who practice a religion. What that means is, is consistency. So when you're, when you're going to be consistent, going out and being two-faced at waking up and washing your face twice, that does, that's not it. Practice being kind. 
practice being loving, practice being honest, practice being truthful, practice knowing how to speak to people, floss, brush your teeth, um, eat well so the breath that comes from your stomach and comes out when you're speaking to people, look people in the eye with sincerity, with intention of goodness, not just having a good intention. So those things right there is what you practice. They, they do them in religion. Some people only do them on Saturday or Sunday. Some people literally live the life. So if you practice being the best you can possibly be and believing who you are and literally knowing your topic, do not go in half-stepping, uh, going in and preaching about something else you've already heard preached. That's not it. Read the book. Know the book. Know the subject. Practice what you're going to do so when you get in front of people. I tell Steve, we do this all the time when we have meetings. I'm the same guy all the time. All the time. Since Steve met me in 1992, I've been the same guy. <laughs> the reason I've been the same guy because I like my, I like myself. There's no reason to be a bad guy. There's no reason to look down upon people. There's no reason to feel that uh, you're better and people should give you a different look than someone else. No, be the person you're supposed to be the best. That's what practice is. How much of your success on so many different levels after basketball do you think is attributable to the fact that you've maintained this attitude of gratitude and this uh, desire, if you will, to, to learn to earn? Because we know that sports is, is a fleeting life, and a lot of folks after the association or the National Football League or even Major League Baseball, now what? You always had a plan for bitter, uh, bigger and, and better and more in your life, it seems. I from a uh, small, wonderful town called Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, yeah. So, a small <laughs> town. That's right. And yeah. you, you, I always thought this. I always knew, or I always told my mother, I was going to live in Beverly Hills, and I was going to be a pro, and I was going to buy her a house, and I was going to buy daddy. You know, all the people call it dreamers. <laughs> um, I'm a manifester, so I manifested exactly what it is. I never speak of the future. I manifest the present. So I've always known that if you focus and you stay focused, that's where the energy flows. And it's always happened. And people go, see, man, you was out there doing those suicides, doing the push-ups and shooting the foul shot. And then when you get into the game, you know, just act like it's in practice. If you've done it before, then it's doable. It's when you haven't done it and you're in the, in the fair world, false evidence appearing real, that you don't know. So if you practice it, if you practice, I tell people, you don't play, you don't try to play. You play. Do or do not, there is no try. I was going to say that you sounded like Yoda from Star Wars. Do or do I am Yoda. You are Yoda. <laughs> the, the Yoda quote, people say, well, I'm going to try to make it to the No, 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 no. Do no or try. do not, there is no try. We all There's share. No so you're, you're speaking of really just manifesting, creating your own reality, creating your own opportunities. That's it. It's a funny thing. We're all human. But then there's some people we look up to. Well, they're just human too, but they decided to make a, take a focus and manifest it. Amen. That's it. The, the, the difference is people who do it and who continue to do it, sometimes they're not going to do it as well as the next person. They're just not. They're not going to have some of the, some of the things because that other person had been practicing longer. Mm-hmm. In the book um, um, Outliers, what did he say? 20,000 hours yeah. makes you an expert. Right. So right. the more you put into it, the better you become at it. 
John Sally is our guest. Confessions of a Serial Salesman, based on the book of the same title, 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders That Will Change Your Life and Business. How does John Sally inspire you, Steve, in regard to, again, back to rule number eight, which really is almost a golden rule, you got to learn to earn. Well, well, when you hear him speak and you hear how genuine he is, I'm, I feel blessed that he's my friend. And he's always been my friend. It's never been, and I've worked in sports for years, it never was, I'm the athlete and you're the guy that's helping me do some business. It was never that. It was always us being eye to eye. And we're negotiating a couple of really cool deals right now. That's great. And he's like, he's, he, he's listen, I'm, you know, I trust you. It's in your hands. I mean, the way we work together, you know, John, am I right? I mean, it's, it, yeah. it's, it's so cool. It's so great. And so I feel blessed that I have the choice to have him as a friend. He's certainly inspiring. You hear how learned he is about so much stuff. So I really have learned so much. Him and Michelle, you know, my lady, get along unbelievable talking about every kind of product on the planet, mm-hmm. you know, and how they can make it better and why it should be better. So, you know, he learns about everything. And what I'm amazed is, is while I'll call him, as I told you, with the stem cell, and, and this was just six, seven months ago, I called him up, and he already knew about the business, that's great. knew what was going on, knew how it could heal, you know, and it was like, you know, and that's, it, it, you don't meet a lot of people like that. Right. And, and what I want, he sets an example. Everywhere we go, he's smiling, he's friendly, he's approachable, you know, he doesn't have to be. You know, he has his own, mm-hmm. you know, set of, you know, challenges that everybody has, but he's just always been that way. It, it, it sounds like, John, you live your life as I try to maintain mine, and that's maintain an attitude of gratitude. I, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys the same question. People tell me all the time how lucky I am. Oh, you're so lucky. And I said, you don't know my story. You have no idea. <laughs> the odds I overcame to be alive today, let alone not in prison today, to have been successful today. We, do we, I, I believe we make our own quote-unquote luck. Yeah. And we manifest our own reality, our own present. Uh, John Sally, you first. Do you agree with the idea that we make, we create our own luck for ourselves? We do. I, I always go to this because uh, I know we live in, in this country, which is a Christian-based, mostly Christian-based country. And one of the things that I always remember is Jesus walking down the road to Damascus and and then the, the beggar on the road or the sick man who couldn't walk. And he goes, Lord, heal me. And he said, do you believe I can hear you? He said, yes. He said, then you're healed. So it's really the magic of believing. Mm, the it's magic. the magic of believing. It's the mentality that if you believe this is where you want to go and you literally put all oars and the ship in that direction, uh, you are the wind behind your sails. You are the one that puts. I I was. I'm a kid from Brooklyn, like I said, that lived in a project on the eighth floor, apartment 2075 Rockaway Parkway, apartment eight I. There's there's a there's millions, eight million stories in New York City. I said I was going to be in Beverly Hills and I was going to be a professional athlete. Yeah, I grew to seven foot tall, but my brother's six foot. The other one is six three. The other one is five eleven. It wasn't like all of a sudden I was a seven foot kid that said I want to be a pro. I was a little strawny kid that said, "This is my future. This is my." Pa-. The girls used to come to me. I go, "I'm married to basketball. I'm, my girlfriend's basketball. I take her everywhere I go." I manifested that. Mm. It's not that I I sat down and said. It's lucky that I was in the spot and Coach Crimmins happened to be walking by and said, hey, little black kid out of a million, come <laughs> play with me at Georgia Tech. Yeah. No, that's not how it worked. No, I had the grades. I had the attitude. I had the willingness. He had the, he had the opportunity. 
And opportunity doesn't knock, you knock opportunity. That's so right. it all worked because my focus, like I said, where the focus goes, the energy goes. So I want, to, uh, I, want, I want to ask you, because I know people who will listen to this will want to know, give us one story about believing or focus as it pertains to any one of the four championship teams that you played on. I'm certainly, you know, the, the sure. stories I've heard from you are, are phenomenal. Just pick one that comes to mind that, you know, talks about belief and, you know, maybe some of your teammates or something like that. Sure. Well, the last one I was in 2000, I was on the Los Angeles Lakers world champion team with Kobe, Shaq. Um, Brian Shaw, Glenn Rice, um, and we were playing, and we, we were having a great year, back and forth. But we get against Portland. We always, we have problems against Portland, mm-hmm. and so they're doing a hack a shot, and so which takes the energy out of the room, mm-hmm. not just Shaq out of the game. He's not all of our energy, but he takes the energy, and we're down thirteen points. And I, I, Phil calls a timeout, and these guys are down there thinking they're going to beat us. And I go, hey, you guys come down, and we shoot threes all day in practice playing around. I said, we need three threes. Um, I, we were down 12. We need three threes, and then we need to shut them down. Um, and we go in there. I said, that's it. Don't throw the ball to big. Glenn, we need a three. Be sure we need a three. Um, Robert, we need a three. That's a three-point shot as opposed to a two-point shot and bring it. We need to hit him down. So all of a sudden, we come down, we hit a three, we hit another three-pointer, and another three-pointer. Next thing, we're at nine. That makes the other team panic. We come out of, we come out of the um, timeout. I go, this time, Shaq, you got to tear the rim down. And I go, and just, you're going to hit every shot. Just like we practice. Anytime they put every you on the line, anything they do, we're going to hit every shot from here on. It's our house. I've already talked to the universe, and I didn't come on this team to lose a championship. I came on to get a championship so I can then go to Hollywood, stay in Hollywood. It's exactly what happened. We hit a three-pointer, another three-pointer, another three-pointer. It wasn't me that said it. It was just me that made them believe it. And we had this thing we talk about one breath. Now my coach, Ted Gustus, does it, and it's called one breath. When you think and breathe as one, it's one attitude. One focus, and our focus was, we need to win this game before we win a championship. Boom! Like we need to do all the steps before we win the championship. You are so incredible. we did those steps. We overcame that, and we realized all we have to do is focus on what we do. Don't focus on what they do. Focus on what we do. That right there was the to me the time awesome. we won the championship when we beat the Portland Trailblazers in the Western Conference championship and then indiana was just um food waiting to be eaten <laughs> unbelievable great story and that's uh, why you are a fascinating man because you chose and decided to be and people can get more yes. information at john sally.com s-a-l-l-e-y of course and then there you can get information on the cannabis as well correct? right we didn't get yeah. a chance to talk about that but um yeah we'll I, talk about it yeah someday. yeah well uh, i'll definitely have you back on you're amazing for sure i'll be in la on tuesday hopefully uh, we get to have some dinner and, uh, you, you know, you, thank you, my friend. You are, you know, always awesome. John Sally, right. appreciate the time. Sincerely look forward to the next time. All the best. You're a great, you're a great quarterback. Thanks uh, for having me on. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. John Sally joining us on this fourth episode, Confessions of a Serial Salesman. How about that, huh? Uh, we all share so much of the idea of not just the attitude of gratitude, 
Not asking why me when things are bad, but asking why not me when there are goals to be reached. Goals are dreams with deadlines, right? We attract it. You dream it. You go and do it. Your boy has always had this idea. And people say, oh, he's so lucky. What's he doing on Best Damn Sports Show? What's he doing in the movies? What's he doing as an analyst? What's he doing with it? You know what he's doing? Whatever he wants to do. Because he decided for himself, I can do anything I want to do. And he's, we're, we're negotiating a deal for him now with NBC. And the way that people treat him... You know, by his body. Talk about energy. We talk about you and I talk week one, week two. We talk about energy and vibe. Yeah, you know, people get it. You know, they feel good when he's around. So, and I feel good when I'm around him. Not because he's an athlete. Mm -hmm. Not because of of his fame. Right. Because of who he genuinely is. And what you find is that you really are the sum of the people you're around. Amen. It's a really cool concept. Yep. So I want to be around him because I learn. He makes me feel good. And people want to be around you because of the vibe you give I off so. as well. I hope so. And I that's can't... how all this works. Yeah. And it's time for you to tell us something good, which is your theme in life. When you meet folks, you don't say, how are you? You say, tell, tell me something it's... good. And it's your turn to do that right so now. So I was at an event last night in uh, Charleston, uh, a biking event and uh, a, a regular, um, you know, regular bike event and they had a band that was fantastic and they played tell me something good which i thought about jumping on stage the universe it was like wow fantastic but my something good this week which may offend some people (laughs) is j-e-t-s jets 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 we won one game we won a game that's that's an amazing feat amazing listen going into it i didn't think we'd win a game this year we won one we won it against our rival um, my year is done. If nothing else, if they don't win another game, I'm okay. You know, so it's it's really agony being a Jet fan for those of us that but you're have suffered for years. But you're hanging but in there. But we're hanging in there. And so, it, you know, for me, that was something really good that I could revel in. And, um, you know, every day I look for something good. That was that was my, uh, my Sunday Sometimes good. Sometimes it's the small things. It's small victories. Yeah. And in this case, it might be the only victory. But congratulations on at least having one in 15 Maybe two and fourteen, but at least the worst you can do is one and fifteen. Are you a Miami Dolphin fan? I am not. I'm a football fan and a fan of the universe, okay. but I'm also a realist. Love it. <laughs> so let's leave it at that. It was not a very pretty game. To be honest no, with you. it was not. <laughs> Confessions of a serial salesman. Twenty-seven rules for influencers and leaders that will change your life and business is available where all books are sold and of course online at amazon.com what do you, you want to do it again we'll do it again in a week what do you think steve so yeah we have uh, the next one up is really fantastic i'll have both of my sons oh uh, fantastic the, the football coaching college football coaches so we'll get a look we'll get a you know how the rules affect them on yep. a daily basis yep. how they're man it's college football team management is just like a business mm-hmm. you know the coach is the ceo and uh, you know so they'll have real interesting perspective and the concept for people to think of learning from your own children is something you should open your mind to oh wow as they experience right. things right. on a level perhaps that you don't for steve nudelberg josh cohen saying thank you for listening we'll catch you next time on confessions of a serial salesman the podcast